Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. And I want to give a very warm welcome to Alinka Rukowska. Alinka is the CEO of Leaders Press, a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling press that creates books for entrepreneurs from scratch and launches them to bestseller status with a 100% success rate. She also runs a hybrid publishing house with traditional distribution with Simon & Schuster, through which more than 500 entrepreneurs have been able to share their stories around the world. To date, Alinka has sold more than 100,000 books and been featured by Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and numerous other outlets. She's made it her mission to help over 10,000 entrepreneurs share their wisdom with the world by 2030. Today, Alinka and I are going to be chatting about how you can drive business through writing, what it takes to turn your wisdom into a bestseller, and we'll learn what works from Alinka's perspective, what mistakes to avoid, and how some businesses just miss the mark. Linka, welcome. So happy to have you here today. I love writing and I'm looking forward to hearing all that you can share with our readers, listeners. Well, thank you so much for having me, Stacey. I'm super excited to be here. Of course. What I'd love to always start off with is how did you get here today? You and I were talking very briefly before this, and you have a journey where you now find yourself living in Italy. Um, you're originally from Poland. Um, what made you become so specialized in the area of writing? Passion. I used to work in the corporate world. And at a certain point, I realized that there's maybe something more to life than just sitting in your cubicle and selling domestic appliances, uh, which is what I was doing. And uh, I think I was going through some sort of quarter life crisis because I started writing a book, which really was a self-help book for myself. But I thought it was pretty valuable, and I heard about this thing called self-publishing. And as soon as a colleague told me, um, I was super excited about it. I said, what? You can publish a book without asking anybody for permission? I love it. So I did just that, and I think I was pretty lucky because the royalties from that book brought me more than my corporate salary at the time. So that's not something you should expect when you're writing a book right now. Uh, I know that was beginner's luck. Uh, it's not something that's you know sustainable to be able to keep going off of the royalties of one book for a very long time. But that got me really excited about the opportunities. And um, it allowed me to experiment with marketing, with book marketing, because uh, I had other marketing experience in the past. And since the book was doing so well, and then other books I published authors started asking me if I could do the same for them. So I started doing that on a custom basis. Those books were doing really well. And my um, services were really one-on-one, -on -one, custom launches, um, custom book, uh, you know, these redos or do-overs because they weren't really well positioned or they didn't have um, good packaging. Sometimes they had to be rewritten. So then after uh, a while, I went to a brainstorming um, event about careers and business and marketing. And um, that's when I came up with the idea of Leaders Press, where we could actually package what we're doing. And as opposed to starting work with 
books that were not so well written or not so well positioned, I thought, hey, what if I could just get somebody right there before they start writing, get it positioned well, help them write a book that actually has a chance of succeeding and launch it. And uh, that was in 2017. And since then, we now got 220 authors on the USA Today or Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Um, more than 500 have shared their wisdom with the world, uh, with us, through us. So, yeah, long story, really long story short. <laughs> here we are. That's a very, like, those stats are phenomenal, especially for someone who is self-publishing as an author versus working through a traditionary, you know, literary um, platform. So how do you do this? How do you make sure, like, what's the first steps to ensuring you're positioning someone well to start? Because that was the thing that you said that stood out, that before they're even writing, before they come to you and say, I have a book, you're working to make sure that they have success from the get-go. Yes. Um, one of the first things that we do when we work with an author and that anybody should do when they're considering writing a book is go to Amazon or any bookstore and find your category. So uh, go inside. If you're, for example, doing business books, go into that section. If your book is on leadership, uh, go to leadership and see how much you can niche down. Okay. Maybe there's uh, inspirational leadership. So find that category. Once you've found that category, you know, you're in a good place because this means there are readers who are already interested in this topic. So good, you know, you have a market. The category and stand out. So give the readers a reason to pick your book as opposed to the other ones on that bookshelf, either uh, physical or virtual. So that's where your unique selling proposition comes in. How are you unique? What is unique about your story? Is it a formula? Is it an experience? Is it your background? Is it all of the above? And um, translate that into your title, cover, description. Now, when you say go to Amazon and look and do some research, what happens if you go there and you find that there is nothing about the topic that you want to write? Does that mean that you found the wrong topic? Well, we'd probably want to analyze more in depth what you mean by there's nobody reading books on that topic. What it means is it's going to be difficult to get Amazon's um, algorithm to work in your favor because Amazon is showing, you know, also bots a lot. So people who bought books similar to yours, if your books is, starts doing well, it will be shown. But if there are no people reading things similar to yours, you know, you're not having those also bots displayed. So it, you're going to have a really hard time. And uh, what is an example of that? Uh, you know, like uh, maybe a horror book for children, right? <laughs> maybe that's something parents don't buy. I don't want to go into other categories and say there's for children, right? So they're just, like, there are categories that really don't exist. And probably there's a reason. Uh, there's a reason why. So if you have an idea for a book and there's completely nothing like that, it doesn't have to be exactly that category, but it has to be adjacent. It has to be somehow, and maybe there is a category, but you're just thinking, well, my book is so unique that you're not seeing the big picture. But if you zoom out, you'll clearly see that there is a category. So that's when it makes sense to consult uh, with a professional. And if you get the feedback that, okay, no, there's nothing like that, then probably you're going to have a really hard time 
because you're going to have to find that audience that doesn't exist yet. What happens if the inverse is where you go in and you're like, wow, everyone has written about my topic. There are so many phenomenal authors out there. Is there still a place for that writer? Probably yes. If your book is positioned correctly and your unique selling proposition is done well, then then there is. You know, usually when people are uh, learning about a subject, mm-hmm. let's say crypto, because uh, we're going to help launch a few books like that. They want they're not just going to buy one book. They're going to get everything they can, you know, to get started. Or if you're interested in writing a book or book marketing, you're just going to get one book. No, you're going to get a bunch, and you're going to study the thing. Um, so it, it really is a matter of positioning. I would say it's a good thing when there's a, a lot of interest. It means there's a big audience, but this is where that uh, marketing expertise comes in. So how, how do you stand out? And a platform, if you already have one, is a good thing. So somebody who will buy the book because you wrote it and they resonate with you, just trigger the Amazon algorithm and get even more people into your world. So what is the next step that you do? So you have gone to Amazon, you have either found and discovered that no one in the hemisphere has ever written about your topic, or you found that some people have, or a ton of people have. What do you do next? Well, um, once you have the positioning done, okay, so if nobody's reading uh, on that topic, we might suggest other topics. Mm -hmm. It depends always on the goal. People want books for different reasons. Some people want books to immortalize themselves. So they want to tell their story to their family members. So in that case, the book maybe doesn't even have to be published on Amazon. Maybe they just want to have 50 copies to give away to their family members and friends. If your goal is to grow your business, you know, then you definitely, you know, you've already done this exercise once for the business. So if the business exists and has been, uh, going for five years profitably, you have proof that there's a need. There will be people who will read the book as well. Um, so we really want to align everything with the author's goals. Um, so after the change of topic, <laughs> if nobody, uh, when we have a book that we see there's potential, potential for a book idea that there's potential for, we'll start. Uh, we'll help the author write the book. So we can either uh, work from scratch, we interview the author, ghostwrite the book, or we get a manuscript. In that case, we're going to evaluate the manuscript and see if we can work with it. We're going to do the positioning for the book in either case, because uh, our job, the book, uh, something commercial that will bring the type of success that the author is looking for. And that can be either opening up the speaking circuit or seeing um, have a video on our website when you go to leaderspress.com the first video we have is of an author who mentions that who I interview and she mentions that now she charges $25,000 per speaking gig because now she's a USA Today and Wall Street Journal best-selling author that she became with us so if your goal is to uh, start charging more for speaking you definitely this type of bestseller status, like the hit the big list. If your goal is to grow your business, you probably don't even which we can do with just one interview. And you promote that. That's uh, 
the length of your book doesn't really matter to the reader who gets it online. Like when they see that flat cover, the thumbnail, they don't know if they're getting something that's 10 pages or 500 pages and they don't care. What they care is that the book is going to answer some of their questions. They're going to get into your world. And then once you have their email address, you can answer more of their questions and then potentially um, they could work with you. I read a stat at one point that the amount of books that get read past not even the first couple of chapters is extremely limited. And so the reality is, while writers might want to have their gospel spread through um, the universe, through their writing, that's not always what happens with books. Yeah, uh, those are Kindle stats because people know how many pages are turned on a Kindle book and how many books are open. And that's true, but that uh, doesn't mean that, you know, your specific career cannot take off because there are millions and millions of readers. How many clients do you need to have a profitable business, right? Probably you don't need millions, right? You probably need, depending on what your, what, what your size is, what you do, you maybe need a couple hundred a year, maybe a couple thousand, maybe just a couple. <laughs> really depends what you do. And a book can certainly bring those into your world. Like our marketing and we're a publishing house, we can be biased. <laughs> we have several books out there. Doesn't matter. It, I mean, it matters if people read it, but it's not necessary. What really matters is that people download it and leave their email because then we can offer our uh, newsletters that then um, invite every now and then people to join a webinar or to do a quiz, hop on a call. So even if they got the book, they never read it. The book is still uh, serving. Well, even as you said, the fact that if you can get some notoriety about the book that you've written, you are going to automatically be seen by others as more of an expert and more of an authority figure, which is automatically going to increase the potential that people are going to work with you. Exactly. So what are some of the hurdles that you see people encounter along the way? When writing, when publishing, when marketing? Any of them, when trying to just write a book. And I think those are all three really good areas that there are hurdles that are significant and people make a lot of mistakes with. Um, well, so Mark, publishing the book and hoping for the best, like that's a you know recipe for disaster, really. Writing, um, I think it's just when you're not really a writer and you say, okay, I'm gonna write this. I feel like it's uh, not being respectful towards the reader. If you're if you're an entrepreneur and you have this unique ability of running a business, like you're really great at that, and and high level entrepreneurs understand that their time is worth more um, running their business or businesses than writing a book, and they hire experts to do things that are not part of their unique ability. So I'm biased because I offer this service, but I really feel that. If writing is not your thing, your unique ability, the best thing you do, then you shouldn't be doing it. I don't do my own writing anymore. We have amazing ghostwriters. I have them write my stuff. Um, so so that's, that's one thing, really. 
get uh, get a great book, either do it yourself or hire somebody to do it. You, you want the best possible material. Mm-hmm. Start with, uh, um, so don't do the opposite because you're asking for mistakes. Um, start with a positioning. So don't do a book without positioning. And in terms of launch, you know, publishing and launch, I think a mistake is not to orchestrate a launch. So you need to prepare for that. Um, there's a way the Amazon algorithm works. Uh, every self-publisher needs to figure out how that works because every serious publisher knows and is constantly updating that uh, knowledge. But if you're self-publishing your book, uh, you really have to uh, put some attention and planning into it. How are you going to launch that book? What's going to happen every day of the launch? What are the promotional activities? Who are your partners? Uh, what are you going to do? Um, and, you know, it, it's probably difficult to, I mean, I'm thinking if you're listening to this, you're probably way ahead because <laughs> uh, you're really seriously thinking about it. But many authors just learn um, through experience. They write a book, which sometimes is really good. And then since anybody can self-publish, upload it, hit publish, and nothing happens, right? Crickets. Because there's a million of books out there. So how can anything happen if there's no traffic? Amazon is a business they want to sell. If you're sending traffic towards your book, meaning start with with your circle, family, friends, subscribers, then you run ads. If you're sending traffic to Amazon, Amazon sees that your book is selling. They're going to say, ooh. The sales, I'm going to send them more traffic. But if you do nothing, they will see that. And it's all automated. It's, it's in this AI. When they see this book isn't selling, they will say, oh, well, okay, nothing for us here. So you need a, you know, that snowball. You need to get that going yourself. Now, one of the, um, we worked with someone in marketing that for some of our clients, as well as to help us actually redesign um, our core messaging and website. And she wrote a book and she did something that was brilliant. She put together a network wine event that was Zoom, that was all to connect people and the requirement and the point of entry to come to this networking event. And of course, we all loved her and we wanted to support her was to purchase the book. And that is how you had to approach it. So she was launching it. She had everyone buy the book and then everything um, got calculated into Amazon and she went a little bit viral from it and got lots of um, love and feedback from Amazon promoting it for her because she was so specific in driving traffic to Amazon to start with. Love it. And you can do that same model when you have a speaking gig, for example. You can say, I'm going to speak for free. You just need to get the book in order to, you know, that's your ticket. And it doesn't matter necessarily what you're pricing your book at at that point. It's more so about the traffic than anything else. Right. Yeah. So it all really depends on your goals. If your goal is to uh, sell units, you want to do that. Your goal might be different. Your goal, your goal might be eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So then you might want to decrease the price as much as possible or even go for permanently free because you'll get many more people downloading that book that's permanently free than that's uh, priced low. And then there is that um, uh, concern that you mentioned. Get people hooked early enough within the first pages 
to get them to go somewhere and download something even if they don't end up reading a book. Is there anything that um, is something you should be extra cautious of at that point? You know, you're getting people to the book. Can you, can you promote it too much? I would assume you can't. That's a great question. Nobody's ever asked me if we can promote the book too much. Uh, I think, you know, I think you should. I don't think you can promote the book too much. Um, well, maybe if you're a, a sort of one person band and uh, let's say you are a life coach and you have eight slots a day that you can do for meetings and then you lots a day, you know, physically can't do it, then maybe that might be too much promotion. That's a good problem to have. So I know you mentioned when we first um, were chatting that you do both self-publishing as well as working with um, an actual book publisher. Is there a benefit of one over the other? And I know there are two very different directions to take. Two very different directions. Again, it depends on your goals. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a distribution partnership with Simon & Schuster if your goal, if your dream is to see your book on the bookshelves, you know, when you go into a real brick and mortar bookstore, then you want to do that. Mm-hmm. If your goal is speed and flexibility, then you want to go with print on demand, which is an amazing concept. So um, I'm not going to say go with one or go with the other. We offer both. But when we look at the author's goals, it becomes really clear which one is the right path. And so when you say print on demand, are you literally saying that you're not printing the book until it's ordered? Or are you printing a select number of um, books and making them available so that they're easy to purchase? Because I know Amazon offers both of those. That's kind of the various platforms offer options to print as they're purchased and otherwise warehouse in your garage a lot of books yeah the first so there's no inventory the customer orders the book it's then printed and shipped which is fascinating and amazing it is amazing because what used to be back in the day if you were a writer you had to commit to buying and purchasing a set number of books And then you are responsible for selling them or making sure that your attic did not collapse on your house as you stored them for the rest of your life. Yes. Um, And it's. What is some of the um, ways that you have helped authors, you know, really stand out and, and been able to help them take that marketing to the next level? Well, we're known for being able to offer and guarantee uh, big list bestseller status. So 220 authors um, are on USA Today or Wall Street Journal bestseller lists through our publications. Um, so I think like that's something that I'm really proud of. We spoke about unique selling positions book. Um, there's... We- 
um, among other publishing houses. You know, when we get a potential client, the question is, so, you know, how are you different? And that's how we are different, that we can guarantee it. We guarantee it, which is, uh, doesn't really happen in the, in the publishing industry. I have so no we idea how to guarantee it. It's, that's amazing. And well, you know, it's always process. stressful for us uh, because we do it with a hundred percent money back guarantee. Um, these are campaigns that are very cost and effort intensive, but I wouldn't be able to um, charge an author those amounts without, you know, taking the risk and saying, I mean, what can I say? Oh, we spent all that money. Sorry. You know, this was our best effort. So we know what it takes to get on those lists. We know how many copies we need to move. We know what marketing uh, promotions need to be done in order to make that happen. And and we we take that risk. So far, <laughs> we've always succeeded. Uh, one time, we didn't uh, hit the list. And then we did another campaign and we hit it the second time. So we still have the 100% success rate. Uh, once we had to do it twice, uh, we ate that cost. We absorbed it. We were not profitable on that. But I prefer to do it that way than to um, you know, have to tell a client, sorry. <laughs> um, and you, you know, got to say result. that you're 100%. You didn't have to say, we're 95% successful. Plus, you know, people come because they want a certain result. And this is the result we guarantee. And it's not easy. Every time we run a campaign, um, you know, we have a team of 40 people. Mm -hmm. uh, but these campaigns are the highest level of thing that we do. And I'm always involved. Um, always tracking the progress, uh, brainstorming as we're, you know, uh, working on those. So you know, I'm running a business. I try to delegate as campaigns i still want to be involved because in, they're not i mean they're, it's not an autopilot thing there are some moving pieces and although a lot of it is part of a process that we figured out it's never exactly the same um, and it's, uh, it's my baby. I'm proud of it. I'm proud that I can say that. And uh, I want to continue to be able to say that, um, and get more and more authors, those dreams come true. <laughs> How can our listeners find you? They're like, yes, I'm ready to write my first or second or third book. How can they discover you? The best place is to go to leaderspress.com. Um, you'll see some really cool videos of authors that we've worked with that I interviewed in Miami at a book award contest. Um, really, really fun things they say on those interviews. There's a link to go to a quiz and that quiz will tell you what type of book you should write, whether it's a long book, a shorter book, an anthology, depending on your goals, on what you want to achieve. So that's how it's created. So leaderspress.com. Um, if you resonate with something, then there's probably a way for us to work together. That's awesome. Now, are there certain types of books that do better? You know, we were talking about, is it a how-to book that gets more attention? Is it a, this is my life story and I've overcome adversity or another type of uh, approach? Right. It depends. <laughs> 
Uh, if you're Prince Harry, then you don't have to do a how-to book. Uh, you can just write about your life and people will buy it and you'll be number one. Um, otherwise, there's two ways to, to do a book. You can write your biography or you can turn it into a how-to. And usually the how-to will do much better in sales. Because unless you're like super up there as a celebrity, um, or uh won't do as well as how-to books for a person whose name isn't uh you know in the newspapers every day right no one really cares about your adversities in life unless you've actually done something with that and made yourself a um media um basically yeah so the memoir of uh one i don't know if that's a cartoon character where i got that well the memoir of uh insert blank or uh how to overcome anxiety mm -hmm. right so if you don't know the name of that person it means nothing to you but if you have anxiety and you see that cover okay well then you're gonna resonate and a lot of other readers as well and that memoir might have been all about overcoming anxiety but you're never gonna know that um unless it's spelled out and positioned that way that's why the positioning piece at the very beginning of the crying adventure very good well what are your last parting words of advice to our listeners today who are considering writing do it it's a great marketing tool if you don't have it you're missing out on a piece of the market there are people who uh, are hungry for knowledge and they're looking for books online on Amazon. Their credit card is already hooked up to their Amazon account. They're clicking and they're just one click away from uh, sending you cash uh, and then potentially becoming your customers. So if you're not using that avenue, uh, you know, you really are missing out on a segment of your market. So if you're considering writing a book, take the next step, which is think about your positioning. Then take the next step, do that outline. If it's uh, difficult, find some books that will help you. If you know that you want to outsource it, work with a team, um, get it done professionally, work with somebody like Leaders Press. Very good. And I have one more question. So like on Amazon, you can choose whether you have a printable book or you have a Kindle edition or even an Audible. Is there a reason why people choose just to do Kindle versus going through the print? Um, if they want to make fewer sales and reach fewer people. Okay. So bad idea to do that is what it sounds like. The Amazon algorithm favors those books that are available in multiple formats. So print, Kindle, and audio, when you have all those, then you'll get more love. You'll be seen more in other categories in the also boss that we spoke at the very beginning. And there are people who want their book now. So it needs to be on Kindle. There are people who want to gift a book, wrap it up, stick a bow on it, give it to their mother-in-law. So you need to have paper. And then there are people who commute a lot and should not be holding that book in front of the steering wheel. They will only consume by listening or they go to the gym. Um, so that's a really important market as well. You, you want all three formats. If you're doing audio, are you recording it yourself 
or is it better to get someone else to be that voiceover? It depends. On your voice, um, probably. It depends. I, I, I like to, like, I'm all about your unique ability, right? If you're not a voiceover artist, delegate it. Your time is better spent elsewhere doing what you're really good at. So for the majority, like 95% of our books um, are narrated by professional voiceover artists. In order to do it yourself, like you need to, you need to have, go to a studio or create a studio in your house. You need to learn about recording an audiobook and about editing it. It's, it's a whole new, you know, career that you're getting into. It just, you know, throw some cash at it. These are not big amounts and get it done professionally and, and, and have a quality audiobook. If um, I know there are some people who are very memorable, probably speakers. They might want to record it. So if speaking is your thing, people recognize you by your voice. That might be a reason to do it yourself. Um, and then there's also being able to actually do it. Like I heard you do the intro at the beginning. You could probably be a voiceover artist because you did it really well. Thank um, you. I've just done a few <laughs> hundred of these podcasts. All right. Okay. <laughs> then there's Zig Ziglar. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard his audio. Oh, yes. <laughs> Took me a moment to adjust to the accent to get it. Uh, he did it himself. Like if he ever asked me, I don't know if I would recommend that, but he's a speaker. So it's his signature thing was. Um, so you want to consider that. Uh, I think that the expense is relatively low, but the learning curve is so high if you want to do this. So unless you're going to, you know, this is going to be your thing, your career, if it's a one-off, it's just way too much effort for, you know, too little of a saving. I know I have read some audio books, listened to some audio books and I've read the book and I've really liked it. And then I wanted to get some backup and I'm like, oh, I'll have the audio book running and I'll listen to that too. I really liked the book in print that I read. And the audio, the author's voice grated on me. I didn't like them. And it completely changed my opinion of them. So it is something that you have to be careful of because it can backfire. It's real. <laughs> it is real. Yeah. Well, Linka, thank you so much for coming in today. I know this is a topic that vastly interests me. And I know a lot of our listeners as well. Uh, it is absolutely one of the fastest and best ways, in my opinion, to position yourself as an expert by writing, whether that is a book that you're publishing or a blog that you are writing on an ongoing basis. The written word has so much power. Um, so really appreciate share, having you share all of your insights today. Well, amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. It's been a pleasure. Of course. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. And until then, if you have any interest in the world of pop culture and how to get your brand better positioned through movies and TV shows, celebrities and influencers, please reach out to me and my team and we'll be happy to chat. Have a great one.